0: Welcome to the FPA's podcast. Assembly Point provides a collective space in which industry leaders can explore the most pressing issues in fire safety and share expert information and advice. Join us for the 2023 summer series as we hear from some of the most respected figures in the industry and continue to move the debate on fire safety forwards by identifying ways to work together to improve standards. Please be aware that the views expressed by guests are their own and not necessarily those of the FPA. We hope you enjoy this episode.
1: Hello everybody and welcome to the FPA's Assembly Point podcast, the second in the Summer Series 2023. I'm Chris Miles, Commercial Director at the Fire Protection Association. Today I'm delighted to be joined by two very special guests, who are at the forefront of the proposal made nearly a year ago by the Fire Sector Federation to develop a national strategy for fire safety within the UK. Firstly, Steve McGurk. He's completed a 39-year career in the emergency services, concluding as Chief Fire Officer and Chief Executive of Greater Manchester Fire and Rescue Service. He's a current chairman of Warrington and Halton Teaching Hospitals also runs a consultancy company specialising in leadership transformation and culture change. He was an expert witness to the Grenfell Tower Public Enquiry and is a current board member of the National Leadership Centre. Welcome, Steve. Hi, Chris. Thanks for your time. No problem. Uh, and, And also by Tom Roach. He has more than 20 years of risk management experience Currently responsible for working with various bodies as part of FM Global to influence national codes and standards that relate to loss prevention in Europe. As he will often tell you, he's an engineer at heart, having served in a variety of engineering and engineering management roles across the UK, and with, with the last 10 years as engineering manager responsible for teams working in the UK, Europe, Africa, and the Middle East. Tom, welcome, thank you for your time.
2: Thanks a lot, glad to be here, Chris.
1: We, we're going to do a bit of a, a dive into uh, recent developments with the Fire Sector Federation, particularly around the uh, the proposal, as I said, made nearly a year ago now, uh, for a national strategy in, in fire safety. And um, perhaps we could start, I, I'm not sure who wants to answer this, Steve, maybe, uh, a brief outline of who the Fire Sector Federation is, are, and, and where it fits within the, the overall fire sector.
3: Yeah, I'm happy to, to go to go with that, Chris, thanks. So, um, so we've been around just over 10 years now. We were formed in uh, 2012 by a merger of two other organisations at the time. And it was a response to the government's request or desire to for the sector as it gets described to be able to speak more with one voice or to be able to come together better and to organize itself better and uh, some colleagues at the time picked up that challenge and decided to merge those organizations to form the fire sector federation and in that last 10 years we've probably had two major roles the first has been to lead on development of fire risk assessor competency so we were passed over the responsibility for the fire risk assessor competency council and we've we kept running with that ever since and indeed now post judith hackett work our outgoing uh, executive dennis davis leads on working group four which is competence for fire risk assessors so that's one main strand and the second main strand is that convening role so trying our hardest to draw together this, this big beast of a thing called the fire sector, and to try and figure out how we stitch it together in a way that makes sense and in a way that enables us to be more influential when we're speaking to the various government departments. But it's far from easy, and I'm sure we'll touch on, when we talk about national strategy, we really are also now thinking quite deeply about a different future and how we need to reconstitute ourselves to address that different future. But that, that's where we are today and where we fit in. So we've, we've got the year of government, we're doing awful look on fire assessor competency and we've got uh, tentacles that reach into uh, a variety of different bits of this thing called the fire sector.
1: Yeah, it's it's interesting. You bring up a few times this thing called the fire sector, Stephen, yeah. where the tentacles reach reach to it. And yes, I, 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 I do have a question on on kind of what what makes up the fire sector but we'll we'll get to that when we uh when, when we get to it so kind of a thank you for that a very brief kind of overview and I, I know steve you can talk at a much greater length on on the history of it and the makeup of it uh, i want to really look at the kind of more the the where it's going and, and what the plans are for the for the future and the the idea for this podcast kind of formed because I was looking back at the fire conference that that was twenty twenty two towards I think it was October November last year where the fire sector federation launched this proposal for a, a national fire strategy. I know uh, I know John O'Neill. Um, God rest his soul was um, was at the forefront of that. No longer with us, and and you've picked up a big a big chunk of that work, Steve. So uh, about a year ago, we w- it was launched. How's it been received? What's what's happened in that intervening intervening eleven or or twelve months with the with the proposal?
3: Uh, well, Tom's been leading that. Tom, do you want to say something about this? Then, if if that's okay, Chris, I'll come back and talk about. The, the federation and what we what we think we need to do about that after tom's uh, said something yeah i think i think
2: there's an important point there that you raised chris which is actually this this is work that was started and it was the idea from john o'neill and i've taken over from from john we miss him dearly but his vision is still there in terms of that there was a need for a national coming together to form a view of how do we deal with this issue of fire safety And that's what led to, you know, in October of last year, the launch of a document that many people will have seen. You know, you can get it online, which was our first thoughts around what does a national strategy or what could a national strategy look like? And, you know, in preparation for this this discussion today, I've been looking back to say, well, over that time, it's transformed quite a quite a bit. But the key thing is still there. and It's something From the early days when i got involved with the fire sector federation there was this itch around the fact that the fire sector and fire safety thinking in the uk is sometimes disjointed it never quite comes together and what we've been working on is actually that piece that says well how do you make it come together what can be done by industry and the fire sector in its broadest sense across the built environment to bring those views on fire safety together So we can look at the issues of today and the issues of tomorrow and form some thinking around that as to what can we do about that to build towards a more secure, safer, more resilient future. So every time we take that to people to discuss, I don't think anybody really disagrees with it. Yes, they question how are you going to do this? But actually, a lot of people have the same itch, a lot of people have the same view that Actually, there is a need for joined up thinking when it comes to fire safety. We can't have different parts of government go off in different directions. We can't have parts of the sector suddenly go off in different different directions. So when you ask me, looking back, what's happened, actually, a lot of thinking has gone into how do we take that idea of a national strategy and form it into a more strategic view of how do we take fire safety forward? But as we've sort of taken that out to different people, I don't think I've encountered somebody who's sort of said, you know, no, 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 no. That's the wrong way to go. A lot of people really deeply agree. The challenge is how do you make it work, and that's what we've been really investing time and effort into. Would, would,
1: would you say it's it's? And I've had the privilege to be involved with 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 both of you and and lots of others in the in the work that the fire sector federation has been doing. And if if I think back to a year ago when it was launched, to say at the conference, in my mind, and I think in many others, it was going to be a thick document that would rest on somebody's shelf and would be printed occasionally or be a pdf and it said there's the strategy for the for the uk for fire safety it's not like that anymore right
2: it i think as we've taken the idea and sort of like worked on it and talked with other people to sort of to grow this thing to sort of say well how will it work it becomes evident that having like a an annual document that's sort of like you know However many pages long that just sits on a shelf is not actually what we had in mind. This is a living thing. The built environment continues to grow. What we need to form are more views or more strategic view of how do we deal with some of the issues arising around fire and how that impacts our built environment and how do we take that forward. You know, one of the one of the sort like of, one of the sort of like the most telling things uh, that happened was when Steve came on board with the vice Sector Federation he talked about well have we got a landscape and when you stop to think about that there's this element that was early on was actually well who's actually involved in fire and you know I I think Steve did a great piece of work and I I let him talk about it it's really about this fire chain but actually when you fundamentally think about it, it starts to bring into your mind how many people touch influence and are involved in fire and Steve did a lot of work to try and build a picture of what that looks like so Steve you know Perhaps you can talk a little bit about what the
3: fire chain and the work on the fire chain was about. Really aptitude, Tom. I think, as you say, it naturally flows from that shift of, rather than a document and a national strategy, what we need to do collectively is national strategic thinking. And it's kind of once in a generation, a set of factors come together that change the landscape forever. And I think that we're in that middle of that kind of scene changing moment, a consequence of Grenfell, James Youth Hackett's work, phase one report, phase two report, the Morrell Review, whole series of activities sparked by the Grenfell tragedy that bring forward new legislation and a fundamental, I think, step change in how we think about fire policy. So, so what's that done for the Federation? Uh, Tom's absolutely right. Uh, picking up the role, I thought, well, I, I keep hearing this expression called the fire sectors. If everybody agrees who's in it, who's not in it, and where is it, where its boundaries drawn. And um, I I was in the fire service for 39 years, and I used to hear that expression a lot. But if you'd have asked me who's in the fire sector, and you'd have asked one of my colleagues, we'd have probably ended up with a list of some of the same organisations and people, but also some very different organisations. So it struck me, it would be really useful to at least analyse, I think for the first time ever, what organisations are in, and, and what makes them in, and, and who are and what organizations are not easily aligned. So, we came up with this simple sort of eight linked chain of policy, um, design, construction, approval, occupation, and we still recognize fires and things will still happen. So, there's an investigative and a remediation and recovery process, and, and the link and the chain starts again. And against those kind of simple links, try to think about the organizations that play a part, and there are dozens if not hundreds of organisations and and when you mention them everyone can see readily why they're there. There are some organisations that might appear at first a bit random but when you stitch them together against the chain it's very easy to see why they're there but we've never really touched upon them in terms of trying to align them to national strategic thinking and so the Federation's goal going forward is to figure out the right apparatus and the, and the best way to bring those organizations together through through the federation to, to think together to produce documentation to produce papers to produce guidance to think about the future it, together in a different way and with with the different government departments and if i, if I can because i give kind of a couple of examples when we had a, we had a session in parliament where we we're explaining some of this thinking to parliamentarians and and others and uh, a, a colleague stood up and made a, made a comment. He said, I'm from the Institute of Architectural Ironmongers, which was not an organisation that I'd particularly encountered before, which was a big organisation. And he said something along the lines of, um, you might wonder what why we're doing here, but every single self-closing device, hinge, or piece of door furniture made on a fire door in this country is made by one of our members. And so fire, fire safety, is a big part of what we think about. And I, I, I thought it just really illustrated how how disparate some of the organisations are that can come together to uh, to make up the fire chain. So so we've done done an awful lot of that work and I think it sits alongside what Tom's just been talking about, which is together doing national strategy, not writing a single document and realising that that is gonna to have to be a cyclical and iterative process because innovations come along, new materials come along, new methods come along, and we need to be able to ensure in a position of being able to react to that across the sector and the different elements of it, rather than lurching from crisis to crisis, you know, from Grenfell, or if you go back in history, Summerland, Bradford, whatever the case may be, we don't want to be lurching from crisis to crisis with a a fallow period in between. We want to be making sure that we're, we're, we're on top of developments and innovation on an ongoing basis
1: so so thanks Steve I'm, I'm, I'm getting the impression then that in the past we've thought of the fire sector as a kind of a, a defined group of people that are involved in in fire 100% of the time but actually with the work you've been doing and and the more we've analyzed it it isn't it isn't defined that tightly at all. There's a group over here. It might be ironmongers. There's a group over here that maybe do doors, or there's a group over here that do dry lining, and and there and then there's people that design it. There's people that put them together as well as make make the product. So a multiple, complex, diverse group of associations, organisations is that the is that the big challenge to work across that that complex landscape now is that the next big challenge I think,
2: I think if you if you put it in the context of the built environment the one thing that strikes you every time is building a building operating a building it's a complex thing there are multiple actors in it as much as we'd like to put everybody into different silos that you're part of this part of the sort of the universe you're that part of the universe Actually, when we talk about fire safety, you know, there's a, there's a multitude of actors in that space. And as we start thinking about, well, who do we need to sort of, you know, involve, you realise that there's a multiple, you know, there's multiple levels of people that you perhaps need to involve. But actually, when you start thinking about it at a strategic level, you start thinking, well, there's some core actors in there that we need to sort of make sure that we, we talk to and we involve And then we bring others in as we need to to sort of discuss some of these issues. But importantly, as we find information or we find issues, we have to make sure they get out to the right people. And that means across this complex landscape of actors to ensure everybody understands some of these issues or how they may impact them and their roles in fire safety. And I think that's where really the challenge lies is how do you sort of bring information in? And importantly get information back out to this wide group of people and and that's where I think that that complexity perhaps lies. Steve?
3: Yeah so I, I, I just about to add to to points but I think it, it's um, at one level it's a much closer marriage I suppose or, or symbiotic relationship between the construction sector and what we would have easily recognized in the past as being the fire sector so active fire protection, passive fire protection you know there are companies and organizations who's who's you know, existences dedicated to matters associated with fire. But well, against the construction sector, there are, there are organisations for whom fire is a big part of the risks that they face, but actually it's not the central thing that they do. So th- this morning I had a good conversation with the Finishings uh, Trade Association, FIS. Yeah. F- I- F- and of course, massive issue in terms of fire, but they've also got to think about acoustics and insulation so, and um, aesthetics. So there's a whole series of issues pressing down on how they think about um, working with their members. And one bit of it is is the fire relationships. So we also need to make sure we can weave in to thinking about fire, organisations for whom fire is a part of their, their kind of purpose, but not all of it, and so that as well as organisations whose only purpose in life is fire. And then the other aspect of that, if I might, is wedding that to the the way enforcers approach, because remember this is about public safety, and also there needs to be some underlying confidence amongst the general public that some of these rules and regulations are getting enforced by somebody. But of course, what we want to see is that enforcement done in a proportionate way, in a sensible way, Everybody will accept it's absolutely necessary, but you need to make sure that there's an understanding. So, again, what we think we can do is bring together the the policy of government, but along with enforcers like the fire chiefs and building control departments, in order to make sure, my point earlier, Chris, about seeing this as a cyclical and ongoing thing, that as the landscape changes, we can react by informing our members and colleagues whether it's a construction product, whether it's a testing regime that needs to change. Um, reality always lags innovation, legislation always lags innovation, I think what we need to be ensure is that we, we, we know what's going on across the piece and we can work with partners to change things and adapt without waiting for government necessarily to force that to happen, albeit somewhere down the line government may still need to intervene, but ideally we can be doing things and making changes and adapting because they are a sensible thing to do.
1: So, so you you lead me on very very nicely, Steve. if you could read my mind. Uh, my my next question was about about government and firstly how they accepted the the. Maybe it's not even worth looking back twelve months to see how they accepted the proposal. In the intervening twelve months since then. How are they taken to the to the proposal of a, a national strategy, uh, and fully accepting that we can't wait for the, for them to legislate. We we don't want to wait for them to legislate. We need to get on and do this stuff, which is what we're doing. But but we obviously need government support, and it would be better to have government support in 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 all of this. How are they involved in what you're doing and and the direction of travel you're going in?
3: So I'll, I'll kick off and Tom will probably say a few. So we've, we've certainly engaged at a parliamentary level through the all-party all parliamentary group and, and we need to kind of come back at again. So there's, there's kind of a level of interest there. We are already engaged with the government through its preparatory work for the Building Safety Act coming in later in the year and all the work on the Building Safety Bill and so on. So we're engaged with the different departments of government, whether it's uh, um, the Home Office or the, new, uh, the OPSS or whatever, and so we've carried on working with them and um, trailing our thinking with them about the way forward. I mean, just about now, they're absolutely focused and you know incredibly busy trying to get all the guidance and legislation in place. You know, they're working to a very very tight legisl- legislative timetable against the you know likelihood of a general election next year. So they're not really. It, it, they're not really very interested abstract abstract debates about you know wouldn't the world be wonderful if the gardens were green and the skies were blue and we'd have this lovely joined up joined up sector but what they can see is the importance of a way of, of organizing debate discussion and thinking going forward and you, you made the point that how they reacted to us saying to them we can't wait for you i'd turn it on his head chris Really, government wants to legislate as little as possible. And, and I think that remains the case today and will for the future. Ideally, it wants the industry, whatever that industry is, to sort itself out and to, reg- to almost self-regulate. Problem comes when it doesn't do that very well. If you we can see with the fire world, whether that's Grenfell or whatever, you know, in other worlds, we, we've got issues now about vaping and um, lithium-ion batteries. And so there's, there's lots of examples of where innovations have moved forward and there comes a point in time where the government has no choice but to, to regulate because of political and uh, social pressure. But that for them is the last resort. From our point of view, what they'd rather is what our conversation is and what, what Tommy and will come on to, is getting the right mechanisms in place within which people can think together, produce good quality thought, leadership, documents, consensus papers, white papers, you know, develop a body of knowledge and opinion that then can shape a direction of travel that, that the players agree to follow without government intervening. And government's intervention should only be the very last resort. And they are absolutely in agreement with that principle.
1: Tom, anything
3: yeah. to add? I,
2: I totally agree with what Steve said, that the, the government departments and officials that we've dis- discussed this with have all sort of been curious about what it is, but then they can see opportunities for this mechanism, this strategic view, and they can see a part that they can play. But we have to remember that if there's one message we as, as a sector, as a wider industry, have been receiving for government since you know, the tragedy of Grenfell is, well, we shouldn't wait for government to tell us what to do get on with it so actually that's what we're doing is getting on with it we have to be cognizant of we need to have government along with us and government officials along with us because actually they play a huge part in that landscape and they're one of the sort of like the the players in that landscape and we have to sort of ensure that sort of like we we bring them along with us but at the same time as steve suggested offer that opportunity to sort of have that debate, have that discussion about some of the issues that maybe we can see as a, as a wider sector that we think should be on government's radar in the future. At the same time, if, say, for instance, government is starting to worry about what's happening with wildland urban interfaces because of climate change. Well, why not come to a, a forum like the Fire Sector Federation is trying to put together here with this national strategic view and start... Having a discussion about that issue and seeing, well, what could the sector do? How's the sector sort of thinking about that? So I see it as a two-way street. I,
3: yeah, I also think, Tom, and um, we need to be alive to political reality. I mean, we for us, with this is incredibly important stuff, isn't it? Fire. And in one respect, about know, the industry is worth a few billion pounds a year, so it's a big it's a big issue. But relatively speaking, you know, there's a between three and four hundred people a year dying fire, and that's a tragedy. to put it in some kind of context um you know your average district general hospital there'll be more people die in a year in an average sized one district general hospital than there are perishing fires in one year so thankfully that's the case but against the government's challenges tom mentioned climate change you know the economic situation we've got the war in ukraine there's a cost of living crisis climate change you know wildfire but not just wildfires the temperature what all that means the, the rise of Russia, what the hell's gonna happen with AI coming forward in this small matter of a general election? So the government's got a big paper round, it's fair to say. And so realistically, the extent to which we're gonna get the government's attention, even if they wanted to legislate and even if we wanted them to, we need to be real that we're competing with some very, very other big real world and social geopolitical issues. So the truth is, our view from a Federation point of view is The better organised we can be, the more we can do together, voluntarily, by agreement, by as much consensus as possible, but not necessarily waiting for absolute consensus, then the better off we'll be, rather than waiting for government. And that's not because governments can't be bothered. It's because we're in competition with so many other huge priorities.
1: Okay, great. Great. I, I I've got that, and I think when I was involved in the discussion with one government department, they, I think he he referenced the lead, the leader of the director of that department referenced using us as a sounding board. That was a, that's a quotation, and that to me has stuck has stuck with me to think they're not going to say you do this or you do that, and we shouldn't expect them to. They might throw a proposal to us that we take, mull over, and then bounce back to them. And, and I think if if I use that in my head as, as the way of thinking how government will work with us, that certainly helps in in my case to imagine how it all works. I,
2: I think that's exactly right. If we're going to take a leadership role and sort of take this forward, try and form this strategic view, push this strategic view, we can't think of it as waiting for somebody else to tell us what to do. We're going to have to sort of like get on with it, start thinking about some of these issues, start, as, as Steve has suggested, Produce some papers, produce some thought, uh, leadership work, go and test that with various different stakeholders across the sector and with government and see where that leads us. Now, Steve makes a fantastic point is there's competition for attention, whichever way you look at it. But our key point here is actually if somebody's not thinking about fire safety, that's a bad place to be. And that's where I think this, this adds real value is there needs to be somebody who's thinking about some of these issues and raising them up. And that's where I think this whole issue of a a national strategic view that's sort of cutting across all the issues and ensuring that they're discussed, they're looked at, there's a view form, there's a bit of horizon scanning to sort of see what's coming towards us. I think that positions us into a much better place than we are currently. The, The challenge is how do we make that work? And that's what we're working through right now, is to sort of build that vision of the world.
1: I'm going to come to the challenges in a second. Steve.
3: Just to a really interesting point from that Tom there about, so I was slightly says, rather than saying you don't need to think about us all the time, but my advice is don't forget about us because it's the moment you forget about us that you've got a problem. Really, just in the papers today, which I suppose date, dates the date that we're doing this on, there's an 11th hour problem with the um, opening of this uh, kind of seaborne vessel to house migrants, which you know, people will have their own views, right or wrong, about, about whether that's a good or a bad thing. But essentially, it's all come to a grinding halt Because of the local fire authority won't sign off or won't agree that it's a safe place for people to be housed on because of a fire safety policy. And the government, this has been a flagship policy of the government for some time. And you would have thought that it wouldn't take an 11th hour hiccup to grind it to a halt. Because at an earlier stage it would have been really useful if somebody had thought about the fire safety or the fire risk assessment implications of putting a lot of people on, a, on a sexually, effectively a, you know, a seagoing vessel out at sea with not that many ways of getting off, especially if you can't swim. So, just, so the point being that the policy wasn't about fire, the policy was about something very different and, and nothing to do with fire, but it's the fire issue that potentially grinds it to a halt or a, or a stop. And so part of our proposition to government is, we don't expect you to think about fire all the time because it may well not be your core purpose or you your raise on debtor but if you forget about it all the time it will come back and create create a problem as well as creating a tragedy
1: i, I remember when that was first mooted and on uh on linkedin and i i did put a, a comment under the government post saying i hope hopefully you've uh you've thought about fire safety in this because it did look a bit risky to me i have to say but Maybe, maybe not. But that's a great illustration, Steve, of the whole political landscape and why that takes a priority over. And fire comes down way down the down the pecking order, so to speak. And yet, it, it's obviously very, very important. We spoke about, or oh, Tom, you you touched on the the challenges. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask Steve for for three key obstacles that you're now working to to overcome to get. To get this up and running so, it, so it's a reality and, and a functioning organisation in the, in the way that you've described it in the last half hour?
3: Okay, so, so first I think one, one is time. This thing, you know, it will take time and it takes time to bring consensus and agreement and we're competing for time against a whole range of other commercial drivers for some of the organisations, political drivers and legal drivers for the departments. So an acceptance that it's going to take time is is kind of one of the barriers. Second one is this, this pathological pursuit almost for the word consensus, the idea that we can get everybody together and agree and just keep going and eventually we'll get everybody to agree. I think one of the things that we just need to accept from the outset is that we can get as much agreement as possible but if our goal is to get absolute agreement where we'll end up with these positions that are so neutral and vanilla as to almost not be worth having in the first instance. So I think we just need to get a maturity amongst organisations that are involved with us to accept that it's going to be one voice-ish but probably you know variations of the same voice and, and as close to consensus as possible but more Experts agreement or broad agreement and I think the third thing is, is one of capacity. I think it'll take us time to build the structure that we've got in mind and uh, resources to do that. I, I don't think those are, those are unachievable and I think we've got some good plans in place. But I mean, you know, in the end, everything takes some capacity to deliver and, and this is no different to that. So it will be an issue for us down the line. But I actually wouldn't put it up at the top of our priorities because I think we're doing reasonably well with the capacity that we've got. We'll just need to grow more of it as the as the Federation grows and develops. Those will be my three.
1: OK, Tom, do you want to add any to Steve's top three?
2: I need the, actually what what I've noticed as, as we've gone through this is this is still evolving. This is not like a, a fixed thing that I think is going to be perfect. And if we waited for that, we're talking about something that's going to start in about a decade. And for me, it's more a case of we've got to get to a point where it's good enough to start. And that's our challenge is getting enough people on board to sort of get to that point where it's good enough to start this thing and start the progress. And and that's not, not so much a challenge. It's more that challenge of, you know, in, accepting the fact that it's not going to be perfect it's going to continue to evolve and in a world of and you said it I'm an engineer I'm used to this trying to get it just right as Steve has often mentioned to me actually we've got to stop and say no you know we have to get on and bring this together we've got enough of an idea we're working through that process right now of bringing enough people on board so that we can actually get this thing to start and I think that's the key element here but I, for everybody listening to this is don't think that this is not going to evolve over time, because as we progress this, I think people will have better ideas, some different ideas, and we'll have to adapt to find a, situ- a solution that really works and brings this together in the way that we can see it can have a real impact on fire safety across our nation.
3: Is that lovely expression in the Chris, don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good, and I think that applies here. You know, We can get on with things, it might not be perfect, but it's, it's going to be a lot better than where we are now.
1: I'm am uh, I'm, am I'm, I'm amazed. It's Steve. It's taken Tom forty minutes nearly to get to mention it. Too. And I'm an engineer. With it, but
3: um, you mentioned it at the start because she gave me an answer. That's what it was.
1: Two um <laughs> two really quick questions to 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 finalise with. The first one is uh, the document talked about three priorities. Competency, which you touched on, Steve, and I guess we know we're driving on with that and everybody listening to this podcast, I'm sure, has, has been touched by the drive for improved competency one, one way or another. So competency was one, volumetric building, the challenges that, that come with that, and implications of innovative systems, and I know Tom's raised this a, a number of times. It, it is the intention, given given that we can't do everything, the fire set to federation can't do everything and can't pull everybody together to address everything is the intention still the same with those three priorities or as has time altered that that scope or, or that proposal at all maybe Tom
2: I, I think they're they're some of our starting issues that sort of as you said they were sort of top of mind and top of our thought process that we needed to address those issues so we're actually using them as ways to sort of look at how how will this look in terms of output from, you know, a national strategic point of view? So if you look at it, like you said, competency, there's a lot of work going on to that. When we look at construction materials and sort of modern methods of construction, for want of a better phrase, that's another issue that we're working our way through with the help of different characters within, you know, the fire sector. But I'm not sure it's going to end up as a guidance document per se, it's, it's more looking at what are the principles around some of these issues, what sort of research is needed in those areas. And similarly, when we talk about innovative products, as your previous sort of podcast alluded to, there's a whole realm around construction products and how we regulate construction products within which innovative you know, products or innovative thinking is a whole class in its own. But again, it's a topic that we need to sort of just think our way through and say, well, what are some of the principles here? Because regulating innovation as the world has discovered, is a very difficult thing. However, there are some principles there that we need to think through in terms of how do, we, how do we use the best of innovation to sort of get good outcomes? And where there are particular challenges, how do we highlight those and address them? So I think there's still things that we want to work on and we're working on in the background. But I think as we start to form that more national strategic view, I think other things will come onto that list in terms of how we work through them construction materials i think that's a whole area that's going to keep expanding as our built environment changes and then when we talk about innovation i think they're entwined and i don't just mean innovation just for construction materials but it's going to as we as we face more and more challenges we're going to have to find different ways to you know to address those challenges and that often means an innovation the the interesting thing for me is well how do we ensure one of our key things we'll be talking about is how do we ensure fire safety is not like the thing you think about after you've done it? How do we ensure some of that fire safety thinking is plugged in early on so it's addressed?
1: We need to uh, turn that last sentence, Tom, into a nice snappy um strap line for us to for us to use around the around the podcast. Steve, I'm gonna cut you I'm gonna cut you short and you, Tom, just to ask the last question, probably to Steve. And, and it's a, a fairly simple one. How can listeners, viewers to this podcast, support the, the the ongoing work of the of the fire sector federation?
3: So, actually, I think there's two ways that that uh, folks listening to the podcast can help. One is engage. We're kind of going around and talking to people, socialising, what our thinking is about the you know the new structuring that we want to put in place, and we've got the. Um, We've got our kind of uh, members meeting in October and of course there's a joint fire conference in October which would be great for people to get along to. and we'll be there we can certainly have a conversation so the first thing is please engage and second thing going forward give us your feedback and get involved because at some point in time you know our sustainability Will require people to get involved and become members, for which somewhere down the line there'll be, there'll be fees involved, but they won't be expensive. We, we take the view a lot of people putting in a little bit of resource can make for for a, a big a big sense of capacity. So uh, um, just bear in mind and uh, keep an open mind about what we're trying to do going forward, Chris, and, and feel free to get involved.
1: Steve, Tom, thank you very much for your time today and your and your input. If any of our listeners or viewers would like to get more engaged with the Fire Sector Federation, as Steve suggested, please do so. There is the, a great opportunity at the Fire Conference in October. So just search Fire Conference 2023, you'll find it there. If you want to read the proposal for a national fire strategy, that's on the Fire Sector Federation website. That's Federation, or one word, UK. Steve, Tom, thanks once again, been very informative
0: thank you for listening to the fpa's assembly point podcast for previous episodes or more guidance and resources on reducing the risks of fire please visit thefpa.co.uk don't forget to hit the subscribe button for future episodes and if there is a topic you would like to hear discussed please get in touch